We're only up to two, and it's not not much better. Um, production quality has not gone up. I'm sorry to. It's never going you. up. That's true. Unless you give us money. <laughs> Poor college students. Hey, pal, me. Anyways, I'm Maddie. I'm Adriana. And that I'm took way too long. Hesitation. <laughs> I'm still tired. Second week update. Still tired. I mean, you were wondering how I was. I am also tired. Constantly. It's only, it's that. a Monday. Today is a Monday. That's true. We are recording on a Monday and not even like a bright and early Monday. It's like 5.30 p.m. It's actually like 6 o'clock now. Oh, I can't Technical day. Actually, it's 5.45. See, we're somewhere in the middle, like a nice... Somewhere in the middle. It's a day. It's been a day. It has. How's your weekend? My weekend was good. I saw um, The Shape of Water on Saturday. I'm really jealous. Which was very good. It was like um, a cool, dark Wes Anderson I love Wes Anderson. Movie. It was good. I really liked it. There I mean, Wes some... Anderson does not direct that movie. I'm just, no, he doesn't. Yeah. Guillermo del Toro does. Whom I, I also love. Haven't seen anything he's done. Crimson no. Peak. I recommend Crimson Peak. Didn't he it's... do Pan's Labyrinth? Yes, he also did that. But Crimson Peak was one of his more recent ones, and I saw that one. I liked that one. Very cool. It, it was... Well, everyone thought it was a horror movie, but it's not a horror movie. It's a gothic romance, which I'm into gothic romance. Romance is equivalent to horror. That is true. <laughs> that, that's very true. <laughs> Both and sadly. <clears throat> yeah, it was good. It was, I'd recommend people go see it. And I'm going to go see the new Fifty Shades this week because, I mean, why not? How could you not? I have a movie pass. It doesn't hurt me any. Hey, there you go. If you can go see free movies. Yeah. How was your weekend? It was nice. I went home for the weekend. I just realized that all my notes that I had up on this page just disappeared. So now I have to go back and find them. Again, not a good podcast. Yeah. If you're looking for quality movie entertainment, go listen to How Did This Get Made? Also, pay us to sponsor you. <coughs> and by sponsor, I mean say it on a podcast that has negative 20 listeners. Okay, anyways, my, back to my weekend. Sorry, I got really distracted there. I went home for the weekend. It's very nice, very lovely. Mm-hmm. Uh, got to pet some ponies because very I... Very cool. I actually live on a farm because one of those crazy people who have like seven horses. She has a horse next to her right now in the room and nobody I, can prove me wrong on this one. That is very true. Little Sebastian is just chilling. Yep. Chilling in the corner. He's having a good time. <laughs> he loves the SPU library. They don't know that he's not in the room and the listeners won't care. Yeah. Well, I said Take my word as well. He loves the library cuz we're back in the library. For- Looking out, I see at least 5 people. Okay, well, <laughs> I can't see them so they don't exist. That's my theory. If I can't see you, you are not there. It's called object permanence. It's something that kids don't have, and it's something I still don't have. Babies lack it, and so do I. Mm-hmm. Much like logic. Yeah, I still don't have it. Maturity, Stress still don't management. have it. Still don't have it. Proper sleep schedule. The ability to study, still so don't have it. <laughs> the ability to read, inconclusive. Yeah. Can I even write? No one really knows. Okay, every time I write something, I feel like it's just gibberish. Yeah. And then if I reread something I write, I don't recognize that it was me who wrote it. Like, are you writing, like, an academic essay, or is it just, like, fun, like, fictional? writing, I can identify a little bit more, but academic essays, I could, you could hand me one. You could hand me a stranger's paper and be like, this is what you wrote. And I would be like, oh, 
Yeah. Yep, I feel that. Well, I do that in my... Because I I dabble in some fictional writing. And I'll, like, go back and reread some of my stories that I've read. And I'm like, oh, girl, this is interesting. (laughs) No, I did that the other day. I reread my NaNoWriMo novel from, like, two years ago. Three years ago. I'm ancient. And it was (laughs) good. I I was impressed. Do you ever, like, reread what you've written? But you never actually finish your story, and then you get really, really upset at yourself, being like, "Why didn't you finish it?" Yeah, it's like this had potential. <laughs> it's like I'm. I get so upset at myself for not finishing the story, and I have all the power to finish this story. Do you think the director of The Greatest Showman feels that way? You know what? <laughs> he probably. Like, you had so much potential. You know, I I went online as you do, as you do. I went I on the disagree. internet. I do everything analog. Yes. Well, this is just one way that we are different. I'm uploading this on an ancient scroll. (laughs) But um, I found someone on YouTube who was equally as upset as we were with The Greatest Showman. And it made me quite happy to watch her video. It was like 30 minutes long. But was she... It's a 30-minute rant video about how horrible (laughs) The Greatest Showman was. And I was like, girl, preach it. We can top that. We did an hour about how horrible The Greatest Showman was longer than an hour i had to cut it down yeah but um i feel like my niche in life if college doesn't work out and having a real future doesn't work out is going to be rant videos girl do it but i'm solely gonna rant about as seen on tv products that's a good idea well see the thing is that that sounds like a satirical thing like um something that like, you know, Jenna Marbles on YouTube? That's something that she oh, would do. I love her. Me too. She's great. Her. Jenna Julian Podcast, sponsor us. Hit us up. I love you so much. <laughs> Share some of your sponsors with us. We'll do yeah. a MeUndies promo. We'll fly down to LA to be on your podcast. Blue Apron, hit us up. Yeah. We'll do like a dorm sponsorship. We'll fly you up to Seattle. But we don't have money, so you'd have to book the so tickets. So you'd have to, um, you'd actually have to fly yourselves up. But I'm sure, as YouTubers, I'm just kidding. You probably don't have the money to do that because YouTube is dying. Okay. YouTubers are rich, though, or they used to be. <sighs> they rich. used to be rich. Not anymore. Not since the apocalypse of 2017. Capitalism is dying. It's crumbling. Thank Possibly. you, Logan Paul. <laughs> Logan Paul's the worst. Sorry. Okay. Agreed. All right. Speaking of Logan Paul. Oh. I was going to try to make a really um, far-fetched segue into the movie. Se- segue. Speaking of Logan Paul, Speaking our Logan movie, Paul. which Wait. has absolutely nothing to do with Logan I Paul. I can do this, okay? Okay, let's go. Speaking of Logan Paul, Logan Paul lives on Earth. You know what Earth has? A space program. You know what movie we watched this week deals with? Space programs. That is true. Um... Yeah, Logan See, are you going to be, am I going to be Jenna and you'll be Julian? How Julian <laughs> just segues off on everything. You're, you're my Julian. Okay, ready? Logan Paul is in show business. You know who else is in show business? Sigourney Weaver, <laughs> the star of this week's movie. Yes. If you haven't guessed already because of my very clear and comprehensive segue and explanation, this week we watched Alien, which is also in the title, so it's probably not that much of a surprise. But surprise, we watched Alien, which... I like to think our listeners can't read. 
I mean, I'd like to think that you just blindly are like, oh my gosh, the Bad Movie Podcast has a new episode. I can't look at what it is. I have to just like what, like listen to it, not watch yeah, it. Yeah, you're covering the title with your fingers. I'm just like, like, don't look at it. I gotta, but anyways. I hope you guys um, are falling asleep to this podcast and that we haunt your dreams. Okay, I don't want to haunt your dreams. I, I had a really scary dream the other night. I want to hear it. I had a weird dream. It was. It wasn't really scary. It was more unnerving. It was like a Cinderella esque dream. Like I was Cinderella. Mm, interesting. And Tom Hiddleston was my <laughs> Prince Charming, as as you do. It's it's Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston is more creepy murderer than Prince Charming. I love Tom Hiddleston, so don't even. Strong disagree. Strong disagree. I love Tom Hiddleston, but anyways, it's like this creepy scary dream and like I don't know exactly what was going on but I went into a store and everyone in the store got possessed and they were trying to kidnap me and they kept ramming me with their shopping carts and it was terrifying in the dream. Was your dream set on Black Friday? No that was the thing so you know I was like the day before the ball when I'm I was so supposed confused. to go. And you no. were going shopping? I was going no and it wasn't like a it was like a grocery store it was like Fred Myers <laughs> it was the most weirdest bizarrest dream ever and like Tom Hiddleston was Prince Charming and I was Cinderella and there was another third character in my dream who was trying to like steal me away but he was really evil and he wanted something with me but I was like I don't have what you want <laughs> like, I don't know what you want you're like me. I don't have the reason as to why the greatest showman was made I really don't, <laughs> I don't have I don't it know. I'm so sorry Hugh Jackman was actually the guy who was trying to get like it was Hugh Jackman in Tom Hiddleston costume. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, crazy My dream. My dream wasn't that weird. All I was gonna say is I had a dream that weird mustached Michael Sarah, actually not weird, fairly cute mustached Michael Sarah from the concert was in my dream. But I solely think that's because I was in a state of extreme exhaustion and stalking him or trying to find him. Was it one of those dreams where like you couldn't actually? see who it was or it didn't look like the person but you knew it was that person no was it one of those dreams because i have those dreams this all the was time. a really lame dream it was just him and we were at the concert so it was just like a continuation of so the it was just a kiss. <laughs> it wasn't really a dream it Although, actually happened it ended slightly cooler did he kiss because you in this see even my dream me <laughs> isn't like doing that hot dream me is like i'll give you my number and i honestly think he turned me down i would not turn down your number I would turn down my I don't number. know. How did I get your phone number? I think we... Um, was it just an exchange in class? In class? Yeah. Okay, it not It was exciting. nothing smooth. I didn't, like, drop a cool pickup line. Be like, hey, here's a classy... If you were um, a Transformer, you'd be Optimus Fine. Be my friend. <laughs> Never speak to me again. Aren't you the one who thought op- the Transformers <laughs> were people in cars? <laughs> for, like, okay. <laughs> Quick tangent. This whole podcast is a tangent. It's just a tangent. Um, I genuinely thought that the Transformers movie, that the Transformers turned into people, and that Shia LaBeouf was the main character and also one of the cars. False. That is not. That is not the movie at all. I thought that's why. But it was you know what? Transformers. Like honestly, transform. Honestly, though, that would have been a much better movie than any Michael Bay movie ever. But, like, it makes sense in my head. I'm like, oh, they're action figures. Maybe they're people action figures that turn into cars. Zoom, zoom. 
I don't think no. I've seen the first one, the first movie. And they turned in Shia LaBeouf is a car. Shia LaBeouf is not a car, but he is a cannibal. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Isn't that like a YouTube video? Like Shia LaBeouf uh, is an actual yeah. cannibal or something. Are you like kidding that? me? That's still my favorite song. Listen to it every morning. Just kidding. I don't. The song I listen to every morning is The Wiggles Hot Potato. Mm. We all need a little inspiration in our lives. I was listening to X gonna give it to you. Gonna give it to you this morning. <laughs> as you do. <laughs> Casual. Just casual. casual. X gonna give it to you. Okay, the Moana. Mo- I- Are you gonna talk to me the- about Moana? Because <laughs> I actually haven't seen the movie. The Moana song, um, that one song that's used 17 times throughout the movie, like they own one song for that whole film, was stuck in my head this morning and I have no idea. I was just doing my French homework and. It wasn't stuck in my I'll head. Go, was just because like, I've never listened to any of the songs. It's too catchy. Isn't that all Disney movies though? I couldn't tell you the words to any Disney songs. I could tell you the words to many Disney songs. Ooh, um, I know part of your world because she brushes her hair with a fork. Part of your world. And I also thought brushing my hair with a fork was a cool thing to do. I mean, I still want to brush my hair. I don't have any hair to brush yeah, with a fork. Really short, so if she brushed it with a fork, it'd like, be reasonable, not Ooh, weird. I have a hair appointment tomorrow. Are you doing anything fun? I am. I'm getting it dyed. I don't know what color yet. I kind of just want to be like, girl... Do whatever you want with my hair. But also, that doesn't cost $15 billion. Be like, like do whatever you want. That is the budget. cheapest price range you offer. Yeah. It's like, it's already going to be like $100. So I'm yes. like, just do something fun and cool, but like, not over $100, please. I like that we're talking about something very visual on a completely audio podcast. Yeah. I hope that this is paying off. I hope that if you're listening to this... You're like, wow, I, this is a choose-your-own-adventure. I can just imagine what her hair looks like. Yes, it's the descriptive of it was short. Anyways, I hope that this has given you an insight. We've talked about our dreams. We've talked about Transformers and my hair. And I hope that you feel a deeper connection with both of us now. Because right now, we need to get back on topic, which is the movie. Which is Alien. Which... Is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, she really likes it. I love this movie for absolutely no reason. It's a ridiculous movie. I just love it so much. She loves this movie as much as I love staying in bed past mm. noon. Yes, yes. I'm passionate about that. I'm passionate about staying in bed past noon watching Six Feet Under. That's my mm. specific... She's obsessed with Six Feet Under. It's so good. If you haven't seen Six Feet Under... Please go watch it. Have you ever watched True Blood, which is done by like... Nope. That's also a good show. It's a horrible, crappy... It's like vampires, but Mm. like super duper, like the first season specifically. Like, it's so cringy, but I love it so much. Like, you know when there's like that one thing that's like, you know it's horrible, Mm -hmm. but you still love it? That's True Blood. I'm going to see Fifty Shades this week, so... Love it, but it's so cringy. I don't even like it. That's my thing. It's like, um, it's like putting myself through like a like a mental test. Can I sit here for two hours and watch this horrible movie? The answer is yes. I've done it twice. Yeah. The cinematography though is actually really good. You know, I actually looked up the the director of that movie because I was like, who even directed this? It's like a famous director. He's done like... Guillermo del Toro. It's definitely him. No, but like, let me look this up because he was like, I was like, really? You 
did this movie. Does is it the same guy throughout all of the movies? Let's I see. hope so. We get pretty Seattle shots, and that's the selling point. I know. I'm like, oh look, yeah, James Foley. Foley, I think is how you say his a name. Of Foley fame. He um he did. I say he was like did famous movies. He didn't. He did something called The Perfect Stranger, which I think has Halle Berry and um. Oh, I've heard of her. Bruce Willis, I think is his name, right? Die Hard dude. I saw that I've movie. I've never seen Die Hard. I saw it for the first time this summer. Not summer, this Christmas, All sorry. I know is people consider it a Christmas movie, and that boggles my mind. <laughs> well, it takes place during December, where there's, in L.A., where there's decorations everywhere, so it's obviously a Christmas movie. No. It's like, takes place <laughs> at a Christmas, like a Christmas party. I will say, my, my family, I love my cousins dearly. They're great. They always are like, watch this action movie and I'm like I love them thank too you too fast too furious and so we watched it it was Christmas Eve I'd been up a really long time and I fell asleep in the middle of like the epic battle never scene. seen it so unfamiliar but anyways there's like I mean the whole movie is like an epic battle oh scene. it's not a romantic comedy it's definitely a romantic comedy That's with what I like thought. violence that, yeah, that, like, yeah do you know uh, I think it's called Mr. Right it's the Anna Kendrick movie where she falls in love with an assassin. It's like it's like a rom com, but he's also killing people and like they. This is my dream. Movie. Have you not seen it? It's really good. That is Highly my recommend dream it. Movie. Highly recommend it. It's really funny. My little sister suggested it to me, and I was like, "Thanks, Bay. That is a good great. movie. I love Anna Kendrick." Love murderers. I'm pretty sure we went over this last podcast, but I also love Anna Kendrick. <laughs> I feel like every podcast is us just being like, insert name celebrity here, love them. I'm just like mentioning as many famous people as possible <laughs> so I can tag one. them in my Instagram posts. I'm hoping that one notices me and I um, tagged, will pay my student debt. I tagged Hugh Grant <laughs> in the Instagram post <laughs> of like, listen to the Greatest Showman podcast. I really hope he listens to you it. You said Hugh Grant. I think Hugh Grant. I'm Hugh sorry, Jackman. Hugh Jackman. I'm sorry. Because I, uh, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant is, is a very different person. Different. I do that all the time, though. In my mind, that they're the same person, even though I know they're two different people. Because they both start with Hugh, and Wait. whose name is Hugh? We've just listed two. <laughs> I know Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie House. Oh, yeah, that's right. Which was taken off Netflix recently, and I am bummed. I love that show. That's a great show. It's a solid piece of story. I just love that dude, how mean he is. That's I relate. I'm like, yes, me too. Anyways. Speaking of Hugh Laurie, you know who wasn't in Alien? Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie was not in Alien. But okay. You know who was in Alien? Sigourney Weaver. Who's Bay? I, I love, love Sigourney Weaver. Um... She stars in this movie. She was, And she does an incredible job. She was fantastic. So a little bit of backstory. Uh, this movie is directed by Ridley Scott, who is... I've heard of that person. One of my favorite directors of all time. Can I guess what else he's done? Go for it. Ice Age. I don't believe he did Ice Age. <laughs> um, the Smurfs. No. No Mio and Juliet. No, but he did... He did... What else did what Didn't else? he do one of the Star Wars? Um, well, he's also a really famous producer, so he's done a lot of producing on movies. He did Blade Runner. Oh, That's okay. the other famous thing he did. Blade Runner um, 2049? The Martian. No, he didn't do that one. That one is by my other favorite director who did Arrival, whose name I can't pronounce. I'm sorry. Cool. 
did um, Thelma and Louise. I think some of these are like ones that he's also Ooh, produced I on. I've seen some of that movie. Um, G.I. Jane. That's my street name. I'm G.I. Jane. Just kidding. How are you? My street name is Cold Oh, oh he did um, Murder on the Orient Express, so which I did not see, but I have heard the nothing. The new one? Nothing but great things. The, the new, new one. one. Oh. So I want to watch that. Kenneth Branagh was in that. There were a lot of famous people in that movie. Um, and he's also the director of Dead Again, which was a very good movie that I had to watch for my film class, but I thoroughly enjoyed. Yes. Well, okay, so this movie came out in 1979, so a while ago. When you said that, that translated in my head is 1799. <laughs> 1799. Like, it, came, it came out in 1799. Yeah, I was like, Sigourney Weaver doesn't <laughs> seem that old. <laughs> um, I swear I've seen her in things recently. This movie, which I didn't actually realize, I thought it was from the 80s, which is practically from the 80s. Uh, it only came out two years after Star Wars, the first Star Wars movie, Ooh, which yikes. came out in 1977. And I'm going to make a bold statement here, which I think you agree with me. But I think that this movie, production value-wise... Would benefit from more Adam Driver. No. <laughs> was done better than Star Wars. Oh, by like a the landslide. I mean, granted, Star Wars takes place in like 15 billion galaxies away with like 14 planets they, they go to in every movie. You know, like they're everywhere. Okay. They go everywhere in these movies. But, but like... Even just watching Alien, it I could have believed that it was made like five years ago. Isn't it beautiful? Like, okay, it's, it's it holds up. It's made absolutely gorgeously, and I think that um, really, like Ridley Scott specifically, like that mm-hmm. tr- that translates throughout all of his films, where it kind of feels like this movie could have come out a few years ago, and I wouldn't, I yeah. wouldn't have been able to tell. See, I love Star Wars. Don't get me wrong. Oh, me too. I love I'm, Star Wars. I was there, like, opening night. But when... Star Wars, at least A New Hope, feels so campy and kind of, like, part of the joy of watching it is how kind of bad it is, in a sense. Whereas Alien doesn't really have the same effect. It feels and holds up like a sci-fi movie. Yes. It it's, doesn't feel aged at all. It, to me, it's... it's. I don't know, it's amazing. Neither does Sigourney it. Weaver. She looked great in this movie. Fantastic. And she looked the same when I googled her picture. She does look ago. the same, though. Um, for any of you who have never seen the movie, highly, highly recommend it. It is rated R, but, but like compared to Day's standards, it's not it's really... It's rated R. It is rated R. Okay, that's why I thought that that might have been why they did like well, there's partial nudity, but <laughs> that booty crack, the very very end of the movie. You can call it that. It wasn't really. She doesn't. I'm sorry, but you don't have that much of a butt. I'm sorry, Sigourney Weaver. Weaver. This, but I'm you not are beautiful. To start drama with you. I love you so much. So don't get everybody me wrong. is a good body. Um, but if you don't know, this is the little synopsis that when you first Google the movie, on. Google, obviously. This is what pops up. In deep space, the crew... In an announcer voice, please. (laughs) That's what I was doing. (laughs) In deep space, the crew of the commercial starship Nostromo is awakened from their cryosleep capsules halfway through their journey, home to investigate a distress call from an alien vessel. The terror begins when um, the crew encounters a nest of eggs inside the alien ship. 
An organism from inside an egg leaps out and attaches itself to one of the crew, causing him to fall into a coma. That's literally all that it says, and that's the first, I'd say, 15 to 20 minutes of the movie. There's a lot... A lot happens. A lot happens in this movie. Okay, but also in the same sense, a lot happens, but I couldn't tell you two things that happened in the movie. I can. Well, because you've seen it 7,000 times. Okay, I haven't seen it 7,000 times, but... If I were to summarize the movie, I would say... Sigourney Weaver is not captain, but she will be captain, and she'll have the, her own I'm the captain now moment. She does. And it's pretty great. There's boys on the spacecraft who are dumb boys and not very helpful or useful. That's very true. One of them isn't a boy at all, but a robot. That is also true. Um, there's some sort of cat that makes an appearance multiple times. Jonesies. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Show stealer. And then... Um, Nap pods. Nap pods. You the the sleeping chambers. The little, sure. The little, like they're like cryo sleep yeah. chambers. They're like beds with like yeah fancy things. I don't actually think that's how cryo sleep works now, in modern sci-fi. Yes, scientifically sound. But um, I mean, for when this movie came out, I feel. I mean, I've read some stuff on this movie, and a lot of people had said that all of the technologies that they use in this movie, so like the big clunky, I mean the computers from the 70s, are in this movie, obviously because they didn't know what was gonna happen next. But they, people have said who work in space stations, whatnots, I don't know, um, said that this, this movie is actually quite accurate to what um, space travel will be like when we are first able to space travel, to travel in space, I should say. It's, it's supposed to be, like, accurate as to what the technology we will use in spaceships will be. Oh. That's okay. what I'm saying. I'm sorry. Did that not come out clearly? My words, it's been a long day. It's not just that. It's just that partnered with the fact that I'm running on, like, three hours of sleep. Yep. And I'm confused constantly. So yep. that really doesn't help. But I thought it was good. It was good. But I think that I'm not the best sci-fi judge. Yeah. Because I'm not a big sci-fi fiend. I like Star Wars, but that's because I like the characters. Mm-hmm. And Luke's a whiny baby, and I love it. Well, I think characters are a really big part of stories. So, like, it's... Yeah. It, and it makes sense, because Star Wars has such a diverse cast of characters. Mm-hmm. Princess Leia. Padme! My, oh, Padme. I love Padme. I know, okay, I know so many people hate like the prequels I grew up (laughs) I grew up on the prequels and I understand watching them like they're not the greatest and there's I think it's like the first one or the second one in that trilogy is like so boring like (laughs) literally nothing happens in that entire movie except for isn't it in like the second one where he like turns dark and he murders like 50 billion children and that part I watched that as a kid I'm pretty sure with my cousins my cousins were great I love them so much but I also probably watched some inappropriate things as a five or six year old when they were watching these movies but like still haunts me to this day which it should the movie Uh, Jumanji still haunts me to this day I love that movie I was so scared when I saw it it was like a horror film to me that is not a horror film Alien was a horror film. Okay, at like six, it felt like a horror film. Alien didn't feel like a horror film. No, see, that's the thing. Okay, let's talk about this horror movie. Because it didn't... This alien horror movie. I didn't think it really had many horror conventions. So, this is one thing that I think is not a 
a thing in modern horror movies. So in this movie, I don't know if you've noticed, but I've done a lot of research in this movie. I don't know if you can tell. But um, back... She's prepared. I'm prepared. I have notes. I have a whole page of notes for this. But um, in the um, old, quote-unquote, old-fashioned horror movies, okay. um, they do this really tactful thing where they don't f- show you who, the, like, quote-unquote, the enemy is yeah. in the movie till the very end, which is what makes it suspenseful and, quote-unquote, scary. They do that in Friday the 13th. Exactly. And that's what they did in this movie. I don't know if you could tell. They show very large parts of it, but you don't see it fully stand on its own as an adult until the very, very end with him Oh, are we talking the monster guy? Yeah, the alien. I thought you were talking about Robot Boy. No. And I was like, I'm pretty sure we saw him standing up multiple times throughout the film. No, no, no. The Xenomorph. That's what the aliens are called. Xenomorphs. Wait, they were supposed to be the villain? Yeah. Well, okay. No, no, no. Okay. See, now this is another big point of this movie. The point of... Not the point, but one key thing that comes out of this movie is is the corporation who is evil, who is trying to keep this evil alien alive, or is it the alien who is killing people what is evil? Is the it humans? <laughs> is it the humans who are trying to keep this thing alive, or is it the alien who is trying to kill them? See, I didn't think the alien was in the wrong. I thought they no. messed with the alien, well, and that was their own fault. Well, I mean, yeah, and I mean, it's, had it coming. I, I mean, like, obviously, I don't want this alien to live because he will eat all of us. See, but, I was chill with it. Yeah, you were chill with it. I'm, I was like, he's pretty cool. Uh, you know what? That's I'd love terrifying. to see an alien spinoff starring the alien and just watching him live his life and frame him as the hero. Hmm. He's Interesting. protecting his alien race from the humans instead of vice versa. Well, and and that's I, a movie I pay for. If you didn't know, um, there are six movies in this franchise. And the humans win. It's unfortunate. What is that like? A Independence Day? Isn't that one of? Do the aliens win in that one? No, I, I don't know if the aliens win in that one. I'm pretty sure that in the end, America wins because it's Independence Day. Oh yeah, that would make sense. But um, in Jurassic World, were you rooting for the al- for the not the aliens, blue? the dinosaurs or the people? Were was I? Yeah, I was kind of rooting for the dinosaurs because like I was rooting for the dinosaurs too. Well, I mean, this is kind of like my thing with zoos. Also, like I just don't. I mean, I feel like preservation's great, happy, they're happy, living their lives, mm-hmm. chill. But like, I don't think that it's it's like cool to be stared at and we share the earth with the animals people i know i'm like we both inhabit it also we have the internet if you really like watch watch planet earth if you want to google see these. a picture of a duck if you want to see a duck <laughs> yeah it's but not like, that hard make it your screensaver if you're so inclined <laughs> my in psychology this morning i take psychology because i'm one of those kids but um she was talking about there's this one chimpanzee or something like that at a zoo that would wake up in the morning every morning and pick up as many rocks as they could carry and then sit down and then whenever people came to like look at him he'd throw the rocks at the people and I just think that's the most hilarious thing I've ever heard it makes me sad that we have zoos and people pay admission to like go see the animals like let's just all live on the earth together I think that we should have a like a preservation with live streaming cameras, like they, I'm okay with that. They do that, like yeah. I'm like, 
there was something, I don't know if there's probably still not, they're probably not doing it anymore, but someone found like a bald eagle nest and they put up a live streaming camera in there so that you could watch the Do you mean an actual bald eagle or like a balding band member who was once part of the eagles? I mean an actual bald eagle. I assume the eagles are going bald considering they're old now. I mean, I assume so. Are they still alive? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't listen to Hotel the Eagles. Hotel California plays solemnly <laughs> in the background. I don't listen to the Eagles. I'm sorry. But, um, yeah. Which I did not know that there are bald eagles where I live. That's cool. I didn't know that until, like, last year. And I was, that's like, cool. I was driving between, so my hometown and the town that's right next mm-hmm. to us. And there's apparently, like, four or five bald eagles that live in that stretch of highway. And I was, like, driving. The whole band lives there? The whole band <laughs> in the trees. But uh, <laughs> driving, and all of a sudden, this giant bird flew out of nowhere. And I was, like, oh. If you hit that thing, you'd be in prison. I once <laughs> my best friend called me <laughs> really super late at night and she was like crying and she was like oh my god I hit an owl on my way home from work me <laughs> and I was like it'll be okay honey no it won't the owl will never fly again there is no justice oh well peace cannot be had until the owls rule supreme that's what the movie Hoot is about told you this is a film podcast Anyways, the Xenomorph. Speaking of music. Oh, no. The score was so good. Wasn't the score okay? This is, I'm glad you went down this route. I love the music in this film. It was it's good. So, um... It felt original. I mean, not necessarily original anymore, because so many other movies have been inspired by it. Right. But I haven't heard music like that or a score used like that in any other movies I love prior to... I absolutely love my... I think... This is going to sound really stupid. But I think my favorite... Everything we say on this podcast sounds stupid. I mean, yeah. I think my favorite part of that movie is the opening sequence. Like, before they're even awake... When they, like, step... When they, like, just lie in there? Well, like... All white? No, no, no. What leads up to that? underclothes? Nope. What leads up to that? So, like, the very opening and, like, it opens up in space and they have, like, a title card. It's like... No Stromo carrying cargo with six passengers, blah, 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 heading back to Earth. That's pretty much what it says. I can't read, so I would not know. You weren't even paying attention at that point in the movie. That's <laughs> <So. laughs> true. I don't start paying attention until someone is remotely, like, interesting on screen. and then Which I'm like, is, it's very true. It's very true, because for the first 20 or 30 minutes of the movie, you were like, I don't care. And I was like... <laughs> Please listen. Please watch this movie. <laughs> but then Sigourney Weaver brought out her cool jumpsuit, and I was like, I'm suddenly very listening. Honestly, the costumes in this movie, 10 out of 10, were so good. The costumes on the janitors? Oh, my god. Engineers. Oh. <laughs> They're definitely not janitors. I'm sorry. Engineers. Right. Hawaiian dad shirts for days. Yeah. It was, was pretty great. Fantastic. But yeah, no. Opening sequence, I think is like, because like the music is playing and it's real somber and you're just like seeing the shit. Like that's all you're seeing. And then you see like the computers and the music is going and I love the music. And then there's this, I love how they incorporate the digital sounds of the computer into the music. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, oh, I honestly think I was born in the wrong decade. Because I love movies from, like, the 70s and the 80s. I just, they're great. And I also love movies from nowadays. Don't get me wrong. I love Wes Anderson. 
Wes Anderson is great. At some point, we have to do a Wes Anderson, just a Wes Anderson podcast, because he only has like I seven love movies. Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson, love me back. <laughs> I'm like, please. He lives in France. Um, Does he know? I'm. Um, <coughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to edit out that whole statement I just made, and you'll never know what I said. It's a mystery now. Tweet me what you think I said about Wes Anderson at Bad you Movie Pod. S- secretly hate him. Just no, kidding. Wes. <clears throat> I know you live in France. I speak minimal French. You did take a French class. Speaking of, I'm still in French. Thank speaking you. Speaking of French, I think I'm gonna take a French class next quarter. I am in French 1102. Can I just get into that class? It's late now, considering the no, quarter no, no. is almost over. I'm not talking about this quarter. I mean next quarter. Florence is the best. I'm outing my professor as being the coolest. I love her. She brought us crepes today. She bought it, brought us crepes and Nutella in class. My goodness. I don't like Nutella. I'm allergic to hazelnuts, so I didn't have any. Hazelnuts? I just don't like the taste of hazelnut. It's too overpowering. They make my throat feel like I'm going to die. I just remember... So... This was a really long time ago, but Starbucks came out with a hazelnut latte, and I was like, ooh, that sounds cool. I'm going to try that, and I almost died. My thing was awful. I mean, Starbucks in general, I say as I pick up my Starbucks mocha and drink it, is horrible. If anybody wants to buy me coffee, just send it to me. I live in Seattle. That's that's specific Send us Starbucks gift cards that we can't use on campus. Send me a Starbucks gift card. My drink of choice is cold brew, Mm. and if there's no cold brew available, a vanilla latte with soy milk. Do you put um, cream or anything, almond milk, in your? I am a soy cold, milk fiend. A soy milk, okay. But I will drink cold brew straight. Cold brew or straight. Or iced coffee. That's too strong for me. See, or I don't. Black I don't like coffee. <laughs> I say as I take a sip of my coffee. I am ninety percent coffee at any given time. You should meet my dad. He loves coffee. He's a coffee fiend. Ooh, I love coffee. He has his own like espresso machine. That's so and fancy. And coffee grinder. <gasps> Yeah, I, brought, I have a Keurig. <laughs> I also have a Keurig, but I use it for hot chocolate. I love That's hot chocolate. That's sacrilegious. Uh, no, it's not. I, no, I actually, I only use it for its hot water because I have the hot chocolate powder. <laughs> I have a hot water thing, like um, <coughs> so another thing I just had to edit out that you didn't get to hear. Sorry. Quality content, subscribe. <clears throat> Maybe we'll post outtakes. Can we um, talk about uh, Sigourney Weaver real quick? <laughs> Sigourney <laughs> Weaver. She's the only character we've mentioned. She is. I can I can list off. Let me. I didn't actually put this in my notes, but which There's I should. There's Robot have. Man. Okay, so let me name off the characters real quickly. Sigourney Weaver is pretty much the main character. Dad hat. She is Ellen Ripley. Which spoiler alert. Her name she, is Ellen. Ellen Ripley. Okay, Ripley sounds familiar. Ripley, yes. Ellen Ripley, which. Spoiler alert, she's the only one left alive at the end of it. And even then, she's, like, so psychologically damaged. What is her quality of life? You should watch the second one. It's great. I love oh, no. Um, then there's John Hurt, who I don't know if he's been anything else. He's Kane. He's um Hawaiian shirt dude. I love him. He's my favorite. Um, Yafit Koto. I'm so sorry if I'm pronouncing their names wrong, but I'm not trying anymore. He's Parker, so he's his buddy. He had a buddy. The black dude. The oh, he also only... wore Hawaiian shirts. No, he didn't. He dressed like a dad. Okay, he dressed like a dad. He's a, he is the other... Um, They're my dad He heroes. is the only black guy in this movie. 
Yeah. Which Let's just I would, say this movie isn't diverse. African, we have more I'm aliens than people of color. I should say African American to be more sensitive. That really matters. Anyways, African American. But that is true. There are more aliens in this movie than there are people of color. There are literally only one alien. There's the mouth well, sucker. Well, a mouth sucker, he, it's a face hugger. It's close, but no cigar. Um, <laughs> no anyways. Yeah, face hugger, slightly different. Oh, I'm sorry, I lied. Kane is not, um, I'm sorry, I got two people. I'm looking at their old photos, I can't tell them apart. Like, they're old now. But uh, Kane is the guy, the chest burster, I'm sorry. Not oh, Hawaiian Oh, he's the one who, like, reels around on the cereal table? Yeah, and then also, Henry Dean Stanton is... They only eat cereal in this movie. Pretty much, yeah. There are multiple scenes of them just having a cereal party. I mean, I also, I I feel them. Is that what space is? Just a long-term cereal party? I mean, if it, I mean, I already want to go to space. I don't know. I mean, I, okay, I know a lot of people who are like, I never want to go to space. That sounds terrifying. And I'm like, first ship out of Earth, take me, please. I'd go to space, but I'd Xenon Girl of the Future, and I'd have, like, scrunchies. I want, I mean, I just don't understand how we haven't discovered another planet that we can, like, like, go to. Like, where is the club met on Mars? I just, yeah, what, I mean, okay. Also, slapping the table was a bad idea. I'm the one who's gonna have to edit this later. Sorry, future me. But, um, what's his face? Um, Elon Musk, 10 out of 10. He just shot a... Elon Musk is not 10 out of 10. Uh, yeah, he is. He believes we're all in a computer simulation. Well, that's probably true. Let's be honest. Whoever's playing me on The Sims, you're a cruel, cruel person. <laughs> but, um, no, he just shot a Tesla up into space because he could. <laughs> Same. And I'm like, okay, first of all, you, ha- you just spent, I don't know, how much money, trillions of dollars shooting a Tesla up in space, but, like... Couldn't you give that to me? Hearing that gives me anxiety. I literally printed an essay proposal that I found out I didn't need to print, and I was like, damn it, three cents gone. I know, right? Um, Back to the cast. Three whole cents. I was, like, feeling that. Henry, Harry, Dean Stanton. Nope. Um, Brett, who is Hawaiian shirt dude with the hat. Nice hat. That's my dad hero. Uh, Veronica Cartwright, who is Lambert. Oh, she's the other lady. She's the other lady. Who is, um, I'm not entirely sure that she's portrayed necessarily the greatest in this movie. I feel like she's a bit too whiny and a bit of a crybaby. But she serves as a nice, I guess, foil to Ripley. All she does is make weird contorted faces. She pretty much just cries the entire movie, if we're being honest. and Which like isn't a sign of weakness necessarily. No, 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 no. no. But she's annoying. She's a little bit annoying. And, like, I don't necessarily... I didn't necessarily feel bad when she died. She doesn't build up to it. Like, she doesn't start off okay and she gets progressively more scared as things get worse and worse. She just starts off at an all-time high. Yeah. She's like... (laughs) She's probably my least favorite character in this movie. I'm like, we're all gonna die anyway, so suck it up. Um, Tom Skirrit. Selleck? Skirrit. It's definitely not what I said, but Tom Selleck, if he had been in this movie, oh that my gosh. That would have made it so good. If he had been dad hat Hawaiian shirt guy. Um, but anyways, Tom, not Selleck. Can Tom um, Selleck star in an alien remake? They're making them. Wait, Dallas, so anyways. He's Weaver. Dallas, who is the captain of the ship. Oh, he sucks. He's like, he's all right. And he then sucks. Ian Holm is Ash, who is, you find out halfway through the movie, is he's actually an host. android. Who's working for 
Wayland Incorporated and not even or something. Fun Android. He's not even like Ex Machina. No, he tries. Ex Machina or whatever. I always say Ex Machina, and I'm like, I know that's not how you say it, but that's how it's spelled. But um. Oh, and also, future note for all future podcast listeners: I, I male characters are worthless. What's the point? I just want all female casts for See, everything. See, you need to watch the other, the at least other two. Um, are there more female like characters? Well, Ellen pa- Ripley, Ellen Page. That's almost what I said. <gasps> oh, <laughs> love her. Ellen Ripley, Sigourney Weaver, stars yeah. in the other two. Okay. Other two movies, but here's and the then thing. a man character opens his mouth and my ears shut. I'm just like, <laughs> nope. I take that back. Other three movies. I think because there's Alien Resurgence, and I'm pretty sure she stars in that one. When do they start getting bad? Prometheus, which is the, like, quote-unquote resurgence of the series. So, like, um, Prometheus came out in, I think, 2014 or something, like 2013, 14, something like that. And then Alien Covenant came out last year, which I loved. That was a great movie. I've heard of this. Yeah, it also has What's-His-Face in it, whom I love, and no one's going to know who I'm talking about, but he's the android in that movie, and he's Wait, great. Wait, how many... Are androids, like, a staple of the Alien franchise? Yes, and Evil Corporations is also a statement. You know what else is a statement of this series? It's, like, the alien leaves, is dead, and then at the very last minute comes back to, like, comes back and tries to kill you again in the very end of the movie. Because as we all know, aliens are immortal beings. Well, in the second one, they're not as immortal because... He dies, for reals. Well, okay, in the second one, little thing in the second one. So in the second one, Ripley has been in cryosleep for 57 years, comes back, she gets found by, like, some station or something, comes back to to the company. 57 years. She hasn't aged any. Oh, okay. She hasn't aged any because that's how cryosleep works, I guess. But she goes, and she... Well, then why did they only do 57 years? Like, you could do, like, well, a no, 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 see, the, thing, the reference is that um, she, her daughter, she has a daughter, which you don't know in the first one. She has a daughter who's passed away by the time the second one happens. Oh, that's upsetting. And so, in the second one, she reports this, but there's no proof. There was this alien, and the planet where they went to to that distress signal where all the eggs were, has started to be colonized and tarot, tarot or thing, what is it, Terra? Why are you looking at me? <laughs> I'm sorry. I I just no sci-fi terms for me. Attention. It's where to it's the movie when okay. Sigourney Weaver was on screen. Or Anyways, alien, it's where like you you take a planet that's unlivable and you make it livable. Terraforming. That's what it's called. Anyways, you mean so, me when I try to find a place to sleep in my very messy room? I'm like, I'll just like move this pile of clothes to the foot of my bed. So same thing. She she like talks to the company and is like you have to get these people out of there because it's super dangerous but no one believes her and then they get a distress signal from their colony that like sh- stuff's gone down be nice proper words we're marked explicit you I can know. do what you want i'll be nice but um and um controversy but i'll be known for never cussing on our podcast how about that that'll be my thing anyways back i was immediately going to cars Back to the story. So then, halfway, not halfway, in the beginning of the movie, they're like, uh, you're stupid, you're crazy, like, Ripley, go away. And then they're like, oh my gosh, stuff's actually happening. We need you to fix it. So they send her with a team of corporals, Starfleet, corporal, I don't know, they're like Marines, but in space, 
they're like badass fighting people. I don't know. So they all go to this planet that the first one takes place on, quote, unquote, takes place Literally, on. my head is hurting. Okay, but anyways, in the second one, the whole entire colony has gotten face-hugged and become aliens. Has <laughs> gotten face-hugged past tense. Well, they did, and now there's like a hundred aliens on this planet that they have to kill. Uh-oh, spaghetti So then, but then they have machine guns and stuff, so they just shoot them. I love the purge. Yes. And then, but see, the thing is that in the second one, so she loses her daughter, and she left her daughter when she was almost 11 years old. And so then... Questionable parenting on Ripley's part. Well, she was supposed to be back, was the thing. She wasn't supposed to be gone super long. She wasn't supposed to be gone for 57 years. (laughs) Sweetie, mommy's got to go on a quick work trip. Where are you going? Space. Space. Well, I mean, it's supposed to take place in like 200 and... Indefinitely. In like 2,156 or something like that. I don't know what year it takes place. Anyways, in this colony, though, she finds a little girl who survived on her own, surrounded by aliens, which is like, I don't understand how that happened. But anyways... Maybe the aliens are chill. Nope, they're not. We just didn't give them a chance. But anyways, she um gets... She, like, t- becomes the surrogate mother to this child who's That's lost precious. her entire family. So the whole premise of the second one is, like, this mother bond with daughter. Is that child who was stuck on the alien planet actually Ray from The Force Awakens? Could have been. I don't think so. But that you know what? Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> Correlating alien franchise with the Star Wars franchise because they're my two favorite franchises and I just want them to be one. Here's the thing. Nothing is real. Everything's a lie. Draco Malfoy supposedly gay. I don't believe that one because... J.K. Rowling said it. I don't believe it. (laughs) You're like, she wrote it, but she's wrong. She's wrong. In my world, I didn't actually find it. I don't know anything about Harry Potter. (laughs) Don't really. I mean, I... I watched all except for one movie, which was apparently the most important movie to watch, which but one I never did you watched miss? the sixth one. There Wait. are six Harry Potter. No, there are eight Harry Potter movies. I missed the sixth. I haven't seen any of them. They're not worth. I didn't say that. Emma Watson's a bad actress. Ooh, that is a bold statement. I'm standing with it. I I don't really have a preference. Emma Watson's a bad actress. Um, Daniel Radcliffe has a creepy face. I still Robert Pattinson <laughs> is the best part of the whole franchise. You mean the one movie that he was? I read this thing that was like if Harry Cedric Potter, Diggory. if Harry Potter hadn't have gone back to save Cedric in the labyrinth, he wouldn't have died. And I was like, Harry Potter, why are you such a nice person? Look out for yourself for once. Because like in the in the movie, which I, that was my least favorite movie, which I know it's like everyone's favorite movie. It's like the fifth one or something. Because the one Robert Pattinson's in. Yeah, and I'm like, this is literally the worst movie ever. It's so boring. But um, there's a part where they're in like the labyrinth and people are getting eaten by walls, and Harry Potter goes back to save Cedric, and then literally five minutes later, Cedric is killed by Voldemort. So, get see the point of the story was never help anyone. The point of the story is these movies are pointless. I mean, yeah. I that mean, movie could have gone toward funding the whole cast's educations. I mean, for me, I'm like, I don't know if I missed the window to, like, read books or something like that. But, like, I have absolutely have no... Good. I have no inclination to read them. You know who I would like to see star in her own alien movie? Katniss Everdeen. She'd kill it. 
Jennifer Lawrence or Katniss Everdeen? Katniss, the character. Okay. <laughs> I want her to replace Ripley. She's Captain Everdeen. Mm, uh, no, I don't want her to replace Ripley. Remake. Uh, no. I, but like, yeah. It was good. Can we talk about the haircuts really quick? The haircuts from the 70s? Because they were really bad. Well, it is from the 70s. The other, Lawrence, Lore, <laughs> Lambert. Lambert, her haircut it was worse than mine. It. <laughs> and that's I just saying want something. You all to imagine that she has a beehive mullet. Mm-hmm. It's not true, but it could be if you use your imagination. Could be, unless you find me on Instagram, and then you'll know that I don't follow her. <laughs> What's well, already out there? Don't follow me though, because that would scare me. And then if you DM me, I'm gonna be like, no, I please follow me. You. I want fame. I crave notoriety. You don't have any posts on your Instagram. Why would anyone follow you? <laughs> the content you came for is minimalistic. <laughs> I don't have any posts, so there's nothing to bother your feed. Or I you just don't my... post any. Well, yeah, you don't post anything. So that exactly. You... There's nothing to bother the person, the person's feed. Follow me. Do you also, want some fun facts about this movie? If the... they're only about alien agriculture. Definitely. Okay. Okay. So H.R. Geiger, H.R. Geiger, who designed the, the alien, he's like a concept artist, pretty oh, much. Oh, okay. So he created the face hugger, which is that weird thing that I hugs don't your like face. It. Yeah, it's pretty scary. And then the baby alien, and then the big alien. So his initial designs. The baby alien looked like a radish. The baby alien was actually cute. All the aliens were cute. But anyways, okay, initial designs for the Xenomorph were so disturbing that his sketches were held up in customs at the Los Angeles airport. O'Bannon had to go to the airport and explain to custom officials that they were designs for a horror movie. O'Bannon was someone in production. I don't really know. would you classify this as horror or sci-fi? Sci-fi horror. But see, now, for me, this is more like a sci-fi suspense movie. Because to me, it's not really scary. I don't like scary movies, okay? I love scary movies. I just, I, part of me loves, I I, like, a part of me is like, I want to be scared, and I want to enjoy this, and I, most, I feel like most horror movies, not all horror movies, but some horror movies have really good storylines. Like, that's kind of what makes them scary. Like, psychological horror? So, yeah. Yeah, okay. But, like, I just feel like there's a lot of scary movies with good plot lines. I think horror is one of the most underappreciated genres. I think that it's... It has the best film conventions. It's gone down a path that it's like people are just trying to make things that are scary, but they're not scary. But it's coming back up. Get Out manages to be both a fantastic film and very scary. I loved Get Out. If you have not seen Get Out, Go watch Get Out. Highly recommend it. That's our homework this week. I, Go watch Get Out. I uh I didn't see it in theaters. I really wanted to, but I didn't get to see it. Um but um so saw it with some of my friends. But when my some of my friends from high school saw it in theaters and they're like, "Oh yeah, it's totally not about racism. Like, it's not racist at all." Uh, and I was like, "Okay, so I'm like, I go into movies with a pretty open mind, you know. And I get done watching this movie, and I'm like, this is a blatant, like, it's it's about racism. This is, that's what the movie is about. My question is, how do you even miss it? I, I don't know. 
But, like, I was watching this, and I was like, this is obviously racist. From the like, first moment. When it's from the very first moment. the first moment when he has a white girlfriend, you're like, mm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Racism's about to happen. But, like, I... That movie is so good. If you want another... A, a modern... I guess... That came out last year. Which no one has talked about. I thought it was fantastic. The weirdest, craziest movie that I've ever seen. A Cure for Wellness. Okay. I have not heard of this. Okay. You have to watch it twice. That's my one thing. You have to watch it twice. Because if you don't... If you just watch it once, you're like, oh my gosh. This is like the most messed up movie I've ever seen. Doesn't make any sense. It's like this really old... It's got this... um, weird like I'm looking up screenshots and stills and this is weird looking is it's that a, Dane DeHaan no it's very yes it's hey. it's very very hey. weird it's a very very weird movie but I love it so much because okay so I went and saw it with one of my really close friends mm-hmm. who we go to see movies with and then we sit outside the theater and talk for an hour about the movie that we just went and saw and so we talked for almost two hours on this movie about this movie did you find a picture? Oh, wait. I thought Robert Pattinson was in it, but just no, kidding. It's he's a picture not. of Robert Pattinson and Dane DeHaan in the movie Life. Yeah, no. He's not in the movie. Anyways, it's a very messed up movie. But it, like, we got out of the theater and we were like, oh my gosh, I hated this movie. It was so weird. But, like, for the next week, we couldn't stop thinking about it. Like, I just, like, my mind was like... This was, like, I couldn't figure out if it was art or if it was, it was such a deep, confounding, like, plot that I, that we had to go see it again. I went and saw that movie twice in theaters. Three times Was it worth it the second time? Yes. Like, there are so many things. I love movies like this where you watch it for a second time and you're like, oh my gosh, there are so many connecting Mm -hmm. points in this movie. We should do a podcast on that movie. That movie is intense. I've never heard of it. No, I know. No one ever talks about it. But And, and then it, people who have seen it or seen the trailer for it, it's advertised as like a horror movie, but it's more like a psychological... Oh, those are worse. It's like a psychological horror movie, but it's not really... Have you seen but, Neon Demon? No. That is a movie that I was like, oh, there has to be some underlying message here. There has to be something more. Watched it a second time. Nope. Yeah. No, 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 no. There's it was like, just artsy to be artsy. I mean, I don't really know if there was necessarily a meaning to this movie, necessarily, but it's got this really profound ending. I loved the ending, where it just kind of ends, and you're left like, we don't know what really happened. Oh, I hate that. But it's done in such a wonderful I, way. I don't know. It's, we need closure. We need to watch it. But see, now, if you... Again, if you're going to watch this movie, which I highly recommend, and I know that there are going to be a lot of people out there who don't like this movie because mm-hmm. it's so weird and it deals with some really, really mature content that a lot of people don't think that should be in movies. It just shouldn't be in movies. And I'm I'm more of a person that it's art, it's art. If it's art, it's art. Here's my stance. Don't censor anything. Let everybody put what they want to on the screen. <laughs> I mean, I feel like, you know, at this point, you know, if... if you know, we, we can't... If you censor this, then you have to censor everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's art, in essence. I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, it's a movie. But I'm like, it's art. 
Yeah. So you have to be open to the possibility that there are going to be controversial things in this movie. And I think art especially is such a special form because it allows people to um, like come at these hard-hitting ideas or these controversial ideas and make it such a personal experience. Like you can come out of a movie and have an entirely different mindset than when you went in. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what makes art, movies in particular, so special is because the university, the universe universality yeah. universality you know what I mean yes like um the universal nature of being able to be changed by something and I don't think you should water it down yeah. just to please people it's definitely like it I mean like there's always you know how in movies they're like there's this really intense thing like someone's gonna get shot or something but they like pull the camera away right before that really intense or like mm-hmm. gruesome thing happens this movie does not shy away it yeah. shows everything and like the first time I watched it I was like gripping the edge of my seat and I was like oh my gosh I had to close my eyes I was like screaming in the movie theater because it was so disturbing but then like I really thought about it and I'm like like it's not like a I've never seen a Quentin Tarantino movie if I'm being honest but um Pulp Fiction I know I know I've never seen them Quentin's a horrible man (laughs) this podcast publicly does not like him publicly saying that Quentin Tarantino we do not like you but um, you make some bomb movies. But like it was like a mild down gore, yeah. I guess. Where it did have gore, but I think that it was. Which some people are going to disagree with me, but I think gore, if done correctly, is a perfectly fine thing to have in your movie. I think it can be used in such um, an interesting way because for The Shape of Water, I was not expecting any sort of... Did it have gore in it? Yeah. Oh, okay. There was a lot... Well, I'm even more excited now. (laughs) There was a lot more blood than I thought I would be seeing and a lot more violence than I thought I would be seeing going into this movie about a woman in love with, like, an awful person. Right. But um, Guillermo del Toro used it in such, like, a masterful way that it didn't feel unnecessary and it didn't feel like it was just placed there for shock value. It felt integral to the plot but also at the same time it was I don't want to say pretty because that's such a misuse Gore, it's of the beautiful. word but it was no I it's masterfully done you know what I mean yeah. it like framed the story in it, it was helpful to have that gore there and have that jarring effect there's a lot of like pretty disturbing imagery in the movie that I was not expecting yeah. but also a lot of really beautiful imagery and a lot of very like nice pretty things to look at but Another movie with I think good gore is Alien, where I don't I, know if I'd say it's good gore. I would see the thing is, is that there's like one scene with gore. The gore in Alien just felt like horror. It did because the, like, of, it is coming out of the chest. Yeah. Do you wanna so? Spoiler that, alert. Yeah, there's you will a chest not live burster. If an alien comes out of your that chest. is very true. Um, back to some fun facts about this because I writ- wrote these down. I wrote these down. Well, I you read those down. <laughs> yep. But um, I found these on the internet. If you Google alien, I've heard of the internet. What is that? No, if you Google the alien movie fun facts, it's the first thing that pops up. It's like twenty five facts. So I just picked some of my favorite ones. Um, for long shots involving the astronaut landing party, Scott and cinematographer Derek Vanlet put their own children in spacesuits to Wait, make what? the humans appear smaller next to the remains of the space jockey, which is that big, the, the skeleton, the gun thing that you thought looked like a shoe. Oh yeah, it did look like a shoe. Yeah, the, extra, the extraterrestrial pilot. Oh, that was supposed to be a gun? Yeah, who's, well, it's... it's 
extraterrestrial pilot whose corpse is found in an empty ship on a planet's on the planet's surface. The body was already twenty six feet tall. And they put them in. They put so the they put baby their kids in so the they costumes? put their children in these cost these suits yeah. to make it seem like it was even bigger. I think that was really cool. They did some really cool things. That's pretty movie. smart. Um, the blue light effects in the egg chamber came from lasers belonging to the Who. The filmmakers borrowed them from the rock icons who were in a soundstage next door testing out light gear for an upcoming tour. I love the Who. Yep. So this this is my favorite thing about this movie. This makes me, like, this is great. Okay, the actors didn't know in advance how the scene of the alien's emergence from John Hurt's yeah. abdomen would play. Who is Kane? He's the first one to die. Scott deliberately kept it a secret so that their horrified reactions would be spontaneous and real. Mm-hmm. All it said in the script was, the thing em- emerges, Weaver recalled later, adding that the crew's garb should have given the actors a clue. Um, Everyone was wearing raincoats, she said. We should have been a little suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> um, when the alien burst forth, Stagehands pumped geysers of fake blood through the cavity. A jet hit Cartwright, who is the other lady, not Ripley. Cartwright, um, or Lambert, um, in the face. Bad haircut, mullet girl. And she passed out. So you know her reaction where she screamed? Like, these people's reactions were genuine. They had no idea what was happening. Could you imagine the terror of something, like, literally ripping out of someone's chest? That's their reactions. True, honest reactions to it. I would like to imagine that if I was on set and I knew I was supposed to be acting, that I would assume that, like, this was probably part of the show. Oh, yeah. No, they knew, but they just wanted their honest reactions. I just yeah. I just think that's awesome. I think that's great because, surprisingly, um, Ripley was pretty, pretty okay. She was just, like, she was, like, scared, but she yeah. wasn't, like, losing her mind. I know. Like, um, drama queen over there. Molly girl. Um... My last back tears, Alien, won an Oscar for Best Visual Effects and was nominated for another for Best Art Direction, which I think for a horror film from the 70s, winning Best Visual Effects, which it has amazing visual effects. It does. It has it all, does, just I agree. everything about this movie I love. But, um... The visual effects are really, really top-notch Top notch. They're great. I love it. Um, there was something else that I was going to say, and I can't think of it. Um, the one oh. thing it was lacking was a musical number. False. <laughs> Not every movie needs to be a musical. It should have ended. You know how Shrek 2 ended? Where they're, like, all singing that song? That's how it should have ended. Oh, my gosh. The alien should have taken lead. It should have been a duet between the alien and Sigourney's character. Which, okay. And they should have sang, Don't Go Breaking My Heart. Which, um, the alien, I mean, obviously, I guess I hadn't really thought about this, but the alien was actually, there was a person in the costume. Wait, really? There was a person inside of that costume. And, <laughs> and he, he was like, he was like, I don't, I think they said he was like seven foot two. Anybody over six feet is it was not either, trustworthy. I want it, I, I think that it was either with the costume he was seven foot two or he was actually seven foot if two. If you're over six feet in general, you are not a human person and I don't trust you. But um, I just thought that was interesting. I'm 12 feet tall. <laughs> One interesting thing, I this is not going to pertain to you, but maybe someone listening. 
Um, two years ago, three years ago, they came out with a video game called Alien something. The only video game we acknowledge on this podcast is Club Penguin. Uh, Club Penguin doesn't exist anymore. Shh. But uh, they came out with a video game, and it's based... It's, it's The main character is Ripley's daughter, and she is looking for her mom. Wait and a- so the whole the whole premise of the movie or the movie the video game is her going to this space station because they get this I don't know something that they found the log thing that okay. um, from the Nostromo and like throughout this game there's aliens on the ship fun fact I've heard of those yep um, the xenomorphs are there and she like is her mom but she's also an engineer so she like you engineer all these like a flamethrower and these like guns and stuff Ooh, so it's, she's it's pretty a, cool yeah she's really cool but like in the end of the the video well not in the end of the video game but halfway through the video game or something like that you get this chance to play as the characters from the first alien movie dad hat hawaiian shirt here i come no it's the part where they go into the space jockey Part where they right before the face hugger, they find oh, eggs. Okay. So you you are playing as one of those people walking to the spaceship oh. and experiencing that all, but from their point of view. And I just thought that was incredible. I mean, because it's it's they're directly tying in a scene from the movie. That's pretty cool. Into this yeah. video game. I feel like um, video games based on movies or TV shows or just like um, pop culture in general tend to be really lazy. No, and, like, it was not well thought out. You know and, what I mean? Yeah, no, the plot was really interesting, and it was a legitimately scary video game. I can get done with a video game that has a nice, solid plot. And and I might send you, there's a video I might send of you on, on If it anyone later. wants to buy me a video gaming console and a TV and a house, let me know. <laughs> Elon Musk. <laughs> I'm just going to petition for stuff on this podcast until somebody comes through. There you go. But anyway. Sugar Daddy who's near death. If you, the, the set of it, the set, but the game design yeah. of the game looks identical to the movie. That's cool. It's so cool. And all the sound effects, exactly the same. So, you know, the, the sound, not, I don't know if you realize, but the doors make a sound. Yeah. So all the doors in the, the video game sense. sound exactly the same. That's really cool. I think details are really what makes something special. It really brings it over the top. I feel like for Alien, it could... If it didn't have such care into the sound design, because I thought the sound design was phenomenal in this movie. Oh, the sound design, I mean, it was. Really I know good. that the visual effects won an award, but I think sound should have won an award because it's sound incredible. Really and like, I mean, even just the sound that the alien, the xenomorph makes is incredible. Also, why is the movie called Alien if we're supposed to call them xenomorphs? Well, in the first one, it hasn't... I don't think it's actually been called a xenomorph so in the I'm first one. So I'm not stupid for no, not no, no, knowing no. it's called no, a xenomorph. No, no, no. no, 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 no. They've been like, wow, I'm an idiot. I missed no, no, something no, no, no. big. No, no, no. They, they hadn't actually named it yet. By I think it's by the second one, though, that they had like oh, definitively okay. named it a xenomorph. Is his name also Paul? I mean, you can name him Paul. There's like 15 billion of them within this... Paul yeah. 1? Paul 2? And I haven't Paul seen... and so forth. I, I think that there's like a Predator vs. Alien movie, which I have not seen. Are those in the same I think universe? that Predator is supposed to be in the 
same universe. I don't know. I've seen the first Predator movie, which I also thought was a great movie. Like it's we kinda, have different tastes. You're gonna love this week's movie. <laughs> but like it's, I mean, it's kind of cheesy. But like I was so into it. I don't know. It's got crazy, crazy African American man whose name I can't remember. Will Smith. Nope. Older dude. I think it's Samuel L. Jackson. Now I have to look it up. Denzel Washington. But he's he's like a crazy. Um, you know who I want to see in more movies? Hmm. Idris Elba. Oh my gosh, I love him <laughs> so much. He's a beautiful man. Arnold Schwarzenegger is in this movie. Arnold Schwarzenegger is in like every 80s sci-fi movie. You know what's a good movie we should watch? Huh. That one where he's a pregnant man. He's a pregnant man? Yes, it's a thing. I can't remember what it's called. Um, okay, this is definitely not the one that Emma I Thompson saw. Emma Thompson is in it. The Predator. Oh, they're making another Predator movie. What one did I watch? Because this is not the Predator that I watched. Is it Predator 2? You watched like a homemade YouTube version? <laughs> I most definitely did not. Yeah. I like how Google is like, Predator and Predator 2 are part of the same movie series. <laughs> Thanks. I wouldn't have guessed. That's something that is surprising. Ooh. Anyways, I can't find it. You know what I will say about Alien? Is it creates such a cool feeling. It just is so cohesive, and the entire thing makes you feel like you're part of the universe. And it made me want to make a Spotify playlist about it. It's so I like. I want to make a cool space fighting Spotify playlist. Doesn't it like make you appreciate? I don't know. I just love this movie so much for so many reasons. I just think it's done super well. The characters are pr- are pretty great most That's of them, anyways. And the plot. I mean, for the time period was revolutionary. There had never been a movie like this before. But I think space and aliens have been dealt with before. Before the 70s? Because yeah. sci-fi wasn't really a thing until... See, because I think of, like, wasn't Space Odyssey 2001, like, old, too? Okay, not that old. See, anything older than, like, 2010, I'm like, what an ancient relic. Oh, 1968. See? See? I was right. Hi. But my but name's I mean, Adriana and I'm the film expert now. Okay, but Maddie's like he's been booted. Okay, shut up. But like I don't know. Zendaya. If, I mean the but the premise of away. this like alien that I'm trying to sell your spot. <laughs> oh thanks. But but I don't know. I just think that there hadn't really been and there's um did you see the movie Life? I think we talked about this and the answer was still no. Okay. Well, if you've seen the movie, like, I understand that a lot of people really liked that and they thought it was, like, a great sci-fi horror movie, like, the best one to come out in 20 years or something like that. I disagreed. I didn't like it because, to me, it was, like, carbon copy. Are you really warm, too? My hands are cold, but my face is hot, and I think my body's shutting down. It could be. But, um, Alien to me, or Life felt to me like a carbon copy of the movie Alien, but in quote-unquote modern times with an alien from Mars. But everyone in that movie died also. So, like, spoiler alert, sorry. Everyone dies. In life? Yeah. That's ironic. Everyone dies in that movie. That's ironic. Well, the ending in that movie, I I think that what a lot of people liked about that movie was the ending, which... Can I spoil the ending for you? I'm never going to watch it. You're never going to watch it. Okay. So they have this alien who's, like, learning and and apparently can't die. 
and they're in the space station and so the last two people alive decide one of them is gonna there's two space pods and one of them is gonna get into it jake gyllenhaal wait jake gyllenhaal's in this oh my gosh we've gone over this yes jake gyllenhaal is in this movie (laughs) but he's going to lure the alien to his space pod and they're going to go into deep space and die and then Asuka. yeah and then the other girl the lady in that movie i think it's I think it's Rebecca Ferguson, the lady, the singing lady from The Greatest Showman. I'm pretty sure she's in this movie. I could be wrong, but I she's think it's her. Everything, jeez. I could be wrong. It might just be my brain mixing the two faces together because they look kind of similar. Because that's what okay. happens. But she gets on into a space pod to go back down to Earth because she's the last one alive. They agree to this, so they get into their pods, and then you see them okay bounce into each other. You don't see which one. They get flipped around. So one of them's going to Earth, one of them's going to space, but you don't know if it's the one with the alien going to space or if it's the one going to Earth with the alien. Then in the very end of the movie, you find out that the alien went to Earth and poor lady who is going to die without the alien is blasted off into space to die. Oh no. So the movie ends with him landing in Asia in the ocean somewhere near some fishermen and they all come obviously jake gyllenhaal does not speak mandarin or any asian languages that are out there and so he's trying to communicate with them to not open up the pod door just be like cut it cut it yeah and like the aliens gotten all crazy and whatnot it's like trying to kill him and the movie ends with them opening the door and that's it that's how the movie ends here's my general rule of thumb don't open your doors for anybody I mean, yeah. Don't open your dorm door. Don't open your apartment door. Don't open your door for the pizza guy. Slip a 20 under the door and leave a note that tells him to just drop it and run. It's like Home Alone. Perhaps inspired by Macaulay Culkin? Just maybe. Who, by the way, best actor of our generation? I mean, too true. (laughs) He is a dynamic individual. Donald Trump made a casual appearance in the second one. I forgot about that. <laughs> I know. Isn't that the funniest thing ever? Also, those movies are surprisingly violent for children's entertainment. I know. I was watching. They'd I was rewatching it this Christmas, and I was like, them. okay, there is a reason why our generation is so messed up, and it's because we were raised on Home Alone. He literally hits them in the head with like paint cans. Oh, uh, he and, burns like, them alive. Time. He like puts tar on them. He like has them step on nails. Yeah. I'm like... I don't know how. He puts a tarantula on that guy. I don't know. See, that's like the least of the things he did, though. Well, no, that makes me want to throw up. Tarantulas make me want to throw up. See, I'd rather do that than get, like, burnt in the face with an iron. Spiders make me want to throw up. Home Alone. Not family-friendly. But I still love it. It's a good movie. I watched... It is a I good. watched both of them over break. I'd never seen them before. Really? Yeah. I watched them with my five-year-old sister, who was very amused. Oh, wow. She thought he was a genius. I mean, so did I when I was five years old. She told me that she could not believe he thought of all those traps. And I was like, yeah, she goes. I mean, I wouldn't have been able to think of all those traps. Yeah, apparently it's impressive. But She was looking at him for tips, and I was like, maybe don't follow in his footsteps. Well, I have read all of my notes from my piece of paper. So let's uh, summarize our thoughts on this I love this movie. I'm pretty sure you already knew that. Yeah, we, we couldn't tell. Could you I don't remind you us how you feel? I don't know if you could have... I don't think you could tell, but I <laughs> love this movie. And I 
I know some people have some issues with some of the like ones further in the franchise, but like this first one is iconic. Can never go wrong. I'll watch it all the time. Like anytime anyone wants to watch it, I'll watch it. Okay. All right. That's I mean that's fair. It's I don't know if it has rewatchability for me because this isn't like my kind of movie. Which I understand. If you're not into sci-fi, I don't yeah. expect you to like the only go sci-fi bananas. that I like even kind of enjoy is Star Wars and 90% of that's cuz characters. But I will say that it was good. I enjoyed it. I don't really have like a lot of sci-fi to compare it to, but it seemed well done. The sound design was lit. The filtering nice and I think I'm going to give it four out of five I'm trying to think of a rating system potatoes no I'm gonna give it four out of five shoes because that thing looked like a shoe it didn't look like a shoe it looked like a shoe no it didn't I don't your brain is wired wrong you're the seventeenth person to say that to me. <laughs> uh, anyways, I will give it. I will give it. I mean, I don't want to be that person that's like, oh my gosh, ten out of ten is the greatest movie ever. But I'll give it like a a four point five out of five potatoes on it. Why potatoes? Because I'm a potato. Oh, okay. Then can I change my rating to four out of five palm de terres? Apples of the Earth. Oh my gosh, Pomme de Terre. That's how we'll, we'll do all of our rating systems. Apples of the Earth. Pomme de Terre, Apples of the Earth. That I also took French me. for four years. See, I've taken it for two quarters and I'm like, Trish, what? Did you know that in some cultures, <laughs> like in, I think it's Brazil or something like that, so they Dad have. Kind of song Brazil's a good song. They have one, and then they have two, and then they just have many. They don't have any numbers after two. They just say many. My dream counting system. <laughs> like, I only ever have to know one and two. <laughs> that is my dream counting system. Me doing math and like, mm, 17 plus 20. Many. Many. <laughs> many. Well, 17 and 30 don't even exist. It'd just be many plus many equal many. <laughs> that is my dream. Yep. Numbering system. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, but um, yes. so are you ready for your vague clues for yes, next week's movie? Yes, please. I'm going to guess. I have no idea. She has not told me. I wouldn't let her. She wasn't going to about to tell me anyways. I'm going to be excited about this. Okay, let's hear it. What's your what's okay. synopsis? It's about a woman in France with blonde hair. Um, La Belle et La Bette, the French version of Beauty and the Beast that came out in 2016. Never heard of it, so definitely not. Okay, well, um, it does it have Kate Winslet in it? No. Oh, well, Blonde Lady in France. It's probably going to be some movie I've never seen. Can I give you a hint? It's directed by a woman. Of, di- of a directing dynasty. Oh, no. I should know I this. I thought thing. we needed some um, nice female representation in this here podcast. Because we've done two movies directed by boys. That's true. Um, Lady Bird. Lady Bird does not take place in France. And she, also, she's not She's not blonde. <laughs> it's not Lady Bird. See, if we were doing Lady Bird, my clue would be, like, my clue would be Gilmore Girls with more cursing. Huh. See, I wouldn't have gotten that either. Okay. One more guess. Let me guess one more thing. It's by a lady director. A woman in France. <laughs> And blonde. 
I'm the worst. I say I'm a film major. I want to give more clues. No, you can't. That's it. Yeah. I also um, want to cheat. Tweet us. What yeah. do you think it is? I guess Bad Movie Pod. Or uh, message us on Instagram at the Bad Movie Podcast. Slide into our DMs. I uh, I control Instagram. That's true. Adriana controls Twitter because I don't know how to use Twitter. <laughs> Which, don't look at our Twitter right now. I need to fix it, but it's fine. Don't. Should I be worried? Shh. Well, by the time this goes up, it should be fixed. I'll delete all my secret DMs. I'm conspiring with Russia. Ooh, that's a bold statement. Now <laughs> now NSA is never going to let us have another podcast. The NSA, it wasn't me. I'm just but, here um, trying to get A Wrinkle in Time to number one. Go see A Wrinkle in Time when it comes out. I'm going to. I cry every time I see that trailer. It looks so good. Sometimes to fight the darkness, you have to become the light. Like my status. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought that what you were going to say was sometimes to fight the darkness, you have to become the darkness. But <laughs> <laughs> you're doing such a complete opposite direction. And I was like, yes, yeah, sometimes to fight the darkness, you must become the light. Yes. <laughs> but become the darkness is more, in, more on brand for me. Yeah, I mean, I feel that. I mean, isn't that like uh, war makes monsters monsters don't make war fun fact people make war and people suck people do suck anyways uh tweet official it. bad movie podcast opinion people suck people suck we hate you tweet all. us your opinion Just on people kidding. but please have a conversation with us we're poor college students with any literally any excuse to not do homework please it's true please I give it to us a french midterm in two days to study for and i haven't even opened the study guide because i'm too scared i don't know anything I accidentally left one of my books that I need to read at home over the weekend, so I don't know what I'm gonna do now. Yikes. Yep. That's a pickle. Oh well. Well anyways, I'm Maddie. I'm Adriana. Thanks for tuning in this week as we talked sort of about Alien. I feel like the first half of this wasn't really about Alien. We talked about Sigourney Weaver a lot. Love her. Sigourney, if you're ever in Seattle, please let me know. I love you so much. Yeah. Um, but anyways, you guys, I guess, are great. I mean, yeah, I guess you're great. Well, if you're listening to this, I presume you don't have much. You have too much time on your hands. Probably because we've been recording for an hour. And you need minutes. more going for you. Get a so, hobby. Start your own podcast. Start your. Own start podcast. a rock band. There Invite you go. us to your rock band shows. I will never go. <gasps> I'm a great concert goer. I only complain seventy five percent of the time. All right. All right. Bye. Goodbye, friends.